Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, May 26th. I'm Emily Peck, in for Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. How working mothers in the U.S. defied pandemic expectations. Plus, the not-so-sweet news about artificial sweeteners. But first, if the U.S. defaults on its debts, what happens to its reputation? That's today's One Big Thing. You may be tired of hearing about it, but we are edging ever closer to June 1st. That's the so-called X date, when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns that the U.S. will run out of money to pay its bills. And there's still no clear resolution in sight. Yet, as my Axios Markets co-author Matt Phillips has been reporting, markets still don't seem that worried. Matt is here with the big picture. Hey, Matt. Hey, Emily. So, Matt, it feels like the debt ceiling hype is pretty intense right now. Lots of doomsday warnings are circulating. Should we be worried? Well, maybe, but the markets don't seem that worried. Stocks are kind of puttering along, like we're still up about 7% for the year. And there are some little idiosyncratic weirdnesses in the bond market. Like, for instance, people are avoiding some of the treasury bills that look like they could be a problem. But besides that, it's not like, the financial markets are in any kind of freak out mode at all. I've been hearing that the credit rating agencies, they're maybe worried. What's happening there? For those that don't follow that this closely, there's these companies, their whole job is to take a look at borrowers, whether they're like corporate borrowers or even entire countries and say like, you're good at paying back your debts. You know, you're not so good. And they give you a rating kind of like you're personal credit rating. So anyway, these companies, and there's three big ones, Fitch, S&P, and Moody's. Fitch came out on Wednesday and basically threatened to take away the AAA gold standard style credit rating we have right now if the debt ceiling doesn't get resolved in a somewhat orderly manner before we hit this X date. So yeah, they're saying it's not going to be good for our reputation. We had a similar debt ceiling fight between Republicans that held the House under then-Speaker John Boehner and the White House, the Obama administration. Ah, the summer of 2011. It went down to the wire and we got a deal. But even after we got a deal, S&P came out and said, well, this is no way to run a country and like basically took away our AAA credit rating. Okay, so Matt, even if the credit rating agencies don't downgrade the U.S. and we come to a deal, crisis averted, surely incidents like this can't be good for the country's reputation, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Like the U.S. has benefited because we have been seen for decades as the safest possible entity to which you could loan money, basically, and be all but assured that the U.S. government is going to pay you back principal and interest on time. And this definitely has changed that, you know, in very specific circumstances. Like you can see it in some of the prices for the short-term treasury bills. The question is like there's no 
other entity that will fulfill that role in the world. Like there's nowhere else. So while our reputation might take something of a hit, you know, it's still tough to find something better. June 1st is fast approaching. There might not be a resolution. The U.S. might, I guess, run out of money. What are you going to be watching for? What everyone will be watching, you know, both on and off Wall Street is the Treasury General account. It's a public number. It's the U.S. government's bank account number. And you can see where it is every day. If it gets below $30 billion, that's putting us kind of uncomfortably close to where we might not have enough cash in there to pay obligations that come up. So that's kind of the number everybody's going to be watching, but nobody knows exactly how fast the money will go. Matt Phillips is a markets correspondent for Axios, and he co-writes the Axios Markets newsletter with me. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. In a moment, the return of working mothers defies pandemic expectations. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Emily Peck. The pandemic was supposed to be doomsday for women, especially working mothers. Dire headlines predicted they'd flee the workforce and never return or really struggle to come back. And as it turns out, that's not what happened, as I reported for Axios this week. The number of working mothers in the labor force is at a level last seen in 2019, a peak, back when women's employment was surging. How'd that happen? Well, first, there was a strong labor market, and that meant employers were really eager to hire people. Second, a lot of women never had to leave the workforce because of remote work. It was a total game changer for working parents, especially women. If you'll notice, most, if not all, of the CEOs who are now arguing for people to come back to the office are older men who don't really have to worry about juggling work and family at all. So, though not everyone can take advantage of remote work, experts argue that this shift, the shift to working from home, is a much-needed feminist update to old-fashioned conceptions about how office work is organized. All in all, in markets land, We call what happened with women over the past few years a surprise to the upside. We'll link to more of my reporting on this in the show notes. There's new guidance on artificial sweeteners from the World Health Organization. So before you choose between stevia, Splenda, sugar, we wanted to check in with Axios Lifestyle reporter Carly Mallenbaum. Hey, Carly. Hey, Emily. How's it going? So I think a lot of people assume sugar substitutes are at least a better choice than sugar. How popular are they? They're really popular. I mean, we see Nielsen data that's tracked that people buy more sugar substitutes now than they do some caloric sweeteners these days, or at least in the last 10 years. And the mindset tends to be what you're saying. Oh, it's not real sugar. It's artificial. It doesn't really count, or that's fine to have more of that. And that's when it becomes a problem. The WHO did a review of studies about sugar substitutes, right? And now they have some new recommendations. What are they? Their new recommendation is don't just have a lot of sugar substitutes and think it's fine to replace sugar with that. In fact, if you're someone who's looking to stevia or sweet and low or sweeteners like that because you think it's a good way to lose weight, they're like, please don't do that. In fact, they say try not to have sweeteners in your diet altogether. Try to lessen that overall. But I realize... In practice, that's not always the most helpful advice. Are these recommendations okay for everyone? Aren't there certain people for whom it's okay or even recommended to use sugar substitutes? The World Health Organization said these recommendations are for everyone except they weren't talking to people who already have diabetes. 
So sugar substitutes aren't going to help you lose weight. And I think WHO found they're also not good for your health. Why is that? Well, at least they're just saying we are concerned about long-term risks. We have all these studies. We've found that it could increase your risk of heart disease. We're found that it could change the makeup of your gut microbiome in a way that hurts your metabolic health. Hopefully that will help people who were just thinking like, I'm healthy, I'm having stevia. It'll make them pause and think, okay, it's not just about the number of calories I'm taking. This could have some other implications on my health. That's Axios's Carly Malenbaum. Thanks, Carly. Thank you. Since we're already talking food, here's one more fun thing before we go. You know those giant soda dispensers you see at the movies or fast food places? The ones that let you mix and match flavors? Well, Heinz just unveiled something similar, but for ketchup. It's a new digital sauce dispensing machine capable of serving over 200 variations of ketchup. Flavors include mango or chipotle, even Heinz inventions like cranch, that's ketchup ranch, or tarchup, that's ketchup tartar sauce. I'm not making these up. They won't be available for this year's Memorial Day barbecues, but you may get to see them by the end of the year. And until then, you can mix up your own sauces, if that's your thing. That's all for this week. Axios Today is produced by Fonda Mwangi, Lydia McMullen-Laird, and Robin Lin. Our senior sound engineer is Alex Sugiara. Alexandra Boti is our supervising producer. Asia Whitaker-Moore is Axios's executive editor. And Sarah Kehalani-Gu is Axios's editor-in-chief. And I'm Emily Peck. We're off for Memorial Day, but we're back with you Tuesday. So stay safe, enjoy your ketchup, and enjoy your holiday weekend. If you love diving deep into the stories shaping our lives, you'll love TED Talks Daily, with a new TED Talk every day to help you go beyond the headlines and explore the big ideas shaping our future. This summer, they delve into the ethics of AI, transforming the foster care system, building mental fitness, and more. Make your daily routine a little more curious. Find TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts.